Because we can't figure out who Nightspell 314 is, this is MuggleCast episode 239 for September 19th, 2011. This week's episode of MuggleCast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 239. It's a new school year. It's the summer's over, ladies and gentlemen. And for once, there's no new Potter film to look forward to at the end of this school year. Aww. Wow. In the middle of it. Or Aww. ever. Bear, bearer of good news, aren't you? <laughs> what else well, is going wrong this, this fall? Well, you know, we used to, um, I think we used to do some kind of summerish segments, or maybe, maybe not. But I know people, surely people listened more often to MuggleCast in the summers because they had more time, because the majority of our listeners are, you know, in school, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Starting that elementary school. Well, there's never been a better time to re-listen to old episodes of MuggleCast. <laughs> that's right. Well, I mean, while you're on the bus and stuff now, so that's Yeah, cool. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to a podcast um, every Monday morning on the bus on the way in, and it was really nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Matt, Eric, Micah, and I are here this week. We got some Pottermore to talk about. We have a lot of emails we've been meaning to catch up on, so we're going to get to those. Also, we got a favorite segment and the news, of course. Uh, I'm Andrew Sims from Hypable.com. I'm Eric Skull from MuggleNet.com. I'm Micah Tannenbaum from MSNBC.com. And I'm Matthew Britton from The Huffington Post. <laughs> 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 okay, well, first of all, there's business to attend to. A lot of us have been shuffling around, you see. I was going to talk about Hypable, but I think the bigger news here is that Matt and Micah are at much bigger news outlets. <laughs> We're better than you see. Yeah. So how's that? We, did, we didn't even announce that. We just we just moved. Huffington, no. MSNBC, really? Wow. Yeah. We didn't post anything on anything. You didn't get a goodbye post. At least I got that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there is some business to attend to. If you do, and who doesn't, um, visit MuggleNet, you'll know that about a week or two, ago, a couple weeks ago now, um, I made an announcement that, shockingly, I still can't believe it, um, I'm no longer a staff member of MuggleNet. Uh, and... I'm I'm working on my own entertainment site now, Hypable, as you've heard on the show before, and probably on MuggleNet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the th- the the new the good news is, concerning this podcast, is that this podcast is still living on. MuggleCast has been around forever, as everybody knows, and Micah, Eric, and I have all been very big parts of it for a very long time. So it is not changing. Um, but we are, you know. So there, there's not really much to say in terms of the podcast. Not much is changing. Um, but we do want to let you know that the, we are going to make a couple changes to the MuggleCast Twitter account. And site. Um, and site in general. We're, we're and the MuggleCast off, yeah. Right. Uh, MuggleCast is kind of going to exist on its own server. Um, it's kind of a technical thing that you won't even really notice. Because uh, you'll still be going to MuggleCast.com and you're still going to see the same site. So a lot, a lot is the same. 
and um, we'll we'll update you as changes are made. Uh, but that's what's going on. What? So I feel like our parents are divorcing or something, <laughs> <clears throat> and I feel like like your life is not going to be changed by this. Just <laughs> <laughs> we the still we still love you. The listeners are the children. Yeah. Don't worry, children. Nothing's changing. Nah, I think my parents' divorce is probably one of the best things that they did. So, oh. <laughs> well, in that case, I guess this, I guess this would be great. <laughs> um, so that's what's happening uh, with that. And like I said, with with the website, you won't notice too many changes, but it will be moving. It's going to be more of a behind-the-scenes change. But with the MuggleCast Twitter, we're going to start tweeting news from MuggleNet and hypeable Harry Potter news. Um, and it's going to be news that we're going to be discussing here on the show. And speaking of the news... Micah, what is in the news? Now that you anchor from MSNBC, I imagine the news has gotten much better, quality-wise. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do, you, do, do you do the news, or do you just do like the Dateline to catch a predator stuff? Uh, both. Oh. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so moonlight you, a little bit. Um, are you, are you going to ask me to have a seat? No. No. You're, you're, uh, do I need to ask you to have a seat, I guess, is the better <laughs> Yeah, those are words you're never going to want to be asked. Uh, Never mind. Uh, but anyway, in the, in the last few weeks since we've done the show, uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2 eclipsed the $1.3 billion mark worldwide, and uh, it's the third movie ever to reach that milestone, and uh, it's closing in on $1 billion uh, internationally. Obviously, uh, you know, here in the United States, it still doesn't rank that high. It's somewhere in the top 15 uh, in terms of domestic gross, but uh, just keeps moving up the charts. But it's at number three now, and it's not going to pass Avatar and Titanic, so it's just going to stay at number three, and and that. Unless be that. we all go to the movie theater right now, <laughs> although I don't even know <laughs> how many theaters it's still in at this point. And 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 Titanic's going back into theaters. Avatar's going back into theaters, or did it already? I mean, there's no stopping James Cameron. No, uh, Avatar already went. Did a re-release in theaters. Oh, okay. But, but Titanic, I don't know if that's going to count towards Titanic's total. Titanic, but. Titanic did re-releases and they're also doing another re-release in 3D. Right. They're that's kidding. what I mean. So, well, you know, I, I bet- mean, how, how many re-releases are we talking well, about? Well, my here? theory is that Lion King is going to come back and, and just eclipse them all for, for the number one spot. That came out. Is that this week or next week that's coming out? In this 3D? week. This that's going to be awesome, man. Lion King yeah. 3D. I hear it's not that stellar. Oh, I, I've been I've been hearing some. The 3D is not that good. Yeah, the 3D. Oh, that's boring. Why would they? Isn't that good? That's a real shame to hear. Um, but on MuggleCast 400, we'll be talking about the Muggle uh, Deathly Hallows re-release. Yeah. So look forward to that. Cool. <laughs> I'm counting the days, Andrew. <laughs> that's the next thing to look forward. All right, before we move on with today's show, we'd like to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their great service. One audiobook to consider is The Night Circus, a book just released by Aaron Morgenstern. 
Publishers Weekly calls it a giant magical story destined for bestsellerdom. I actually just started listening to it, and I can tell you, I agree completely. And actually, this book has two connections to Potter. For one, Jim Dale is the narrator of the audiobook. He narrates the U.S. version of the Harry Potter books. And two... David Heyman, who's produced the Harry Potter films, is reportedly very interested in turning this book into a film. So to get a free audiobook of your choice, such as The Night Circus, which I do really recommend, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. Well, the uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2 DVD, which is supposed to come out, I think, sometime middle of November, uh, the British Board of Film Classification updated their site with a listing of what deleted scenes we can expect to see uh, when it is released. And uh, did any of these jump out at you? I'll, I'll just go through them real fast. Shell Cottage, not very descriptive. Uh, Harry and <laughs> Luna at Dobby's Grave on the Beach. Uh, the Hogshead. Slightly more descriptive. <laughs> yeah, so it was the Hogshead, so maybe there was just a little bit of uh, extended discussion between Harry and Aberforth. Uh, Marble Staircase with Harry and Ginny. Wooden Bridge. Hogwarts Battlements, Slytherin Dungeons, and I think that's actually one that you saw in the uh, some of the trailers, right? With Filch, and there was mm-hmm. that explosion yeah. that took place behind him. That never made it into the movie. And then uh, the final one, Marble Staircase with Ron and Hermione. <sighs> these aren't. These aren't. These aren't good. I th- these the, uh, the good, I've heard exciting. some talk. Of- isn't somebody else? Aren't there other scenes that were apparently cut? How about the you know why do you live because I have something to live for? Where's that on the DVD? I mean, or does that count as part of the battlements? In battlements, maybe, hmm. maybe not. I'm just this 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 seems. Weak. Do you feel like do you, well? Do you get the feeling that they're they're withholding, like for the sake of withholding, so that ten years later they have a better you know more definitive deleted scenes? Because we know they yeah. do that on other films, but like. Well, I mean, would you rather have bad deleted scenes, or would you have really good deleted scenes that you wish were in the movie? That's true. Well, I mean, we have the reason for them to not include the "Why do you live?" Because I have nothing to live for. The the the, the, the real problem dumb. is that you know that it ever made into the made it into the trailer, and that the trailer people ran with it, and that scream, and everything else that the trailer people did, you know, to get us excited for this. But that deleted scene. They just didn't like it after they filmed, right? They didn't think it would be entirely appropriate, so they cut it. And, yeah, we know it exists, and it's not even in the deleted scenes, but I just think it's for a good reason, right? I mean, that's that's just something that they didn't think was... Maybe they're embarrassed that they filmed it. I think they're saving some stuff for the Ultimate Edition, perhaps, hmm. which may be coming out at the same time. Uh, but yeah, there hasn't be really been... There's been some news about the Part 1 Ultimate Edition, but not the Part 2 Ultimate Edition, but they've been releasing each Ultimate Edition in groups of two. So they did 1 and 2, 3 and 4, 5 and 6, so presumably they would do 7 and 8 at the same time, too. Uh, and maybe they'll save it. I know a couple people were saying that Arthur Arthur and Will, uh, two actors in the Deathly Hallows epilogue, they said they were going to put the first epilogue in the deleted scenes. Is that right, Micah? Yeah, they talked about it when uh, we spoke with them, was it last episode or two episodes ago, uh, because they had done the initial filming of the epilogue and then they scrapped it. Because uh, it was horrendous. Yeah, it, was, it, it didn't <laughs> end up working out too well, so they uh, so they uh, shot it at Leavesden. So, um, you know, one of the characters that they talked about, Teddy Lupin, 
who I think a lot of people were looking forward to seeing in the epilogue, was in the initial uh, one that they shot, but then uh, wasn't in the uh, in the one that they ended up using in the movie. So uh, maybe that's Ultimate Edition material. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think many times with these deleted scenes too, like some of them, I think it depends on the director of the studio too, because you know, you'll see on certain deleted scenes of, of DVDs and, and now Blu-rays there, there, there may be like a five second clip, you know, some DVDs with some movies will have these really short, like extended scenes. I guess they even call them that, that really are kind of pointless. Like, but, but some people feel like maybe the viewers would want to see that. And then others, like maybe with these Harry Potters, uh, you know, that they're, they're having sort of more substantial scenes. So if, even if we did get a, a view of Teddy Lupin in the original epilogue, it may just be a view, a shot, and because we don't have the epilogue, you know, the scene surrounding that version of the epilogue, they're never going to release it just because it wouldn't fit. It would be like five seconds of, oh, that's supposed to be Teddy, but unless it's in the original scene, they're not going to show it. It could also just be a special feature, like it, like a feature at like the original epilogue and then we'll see clips from the original epilogue and then maybe the crew will talk about why it didn't work and what issues they were running into because i remember around press time for it they did have a lot to say about it uh just about how actually everybody could not stop talking about how awful it was i remember dan radcliffe saying that it was just so noisy because they were actually filming at king's cross um, some of the costumes were off. Uh, Rupert was, was saying he looked half bald, and some of you probably saw the paparazzi photos. So overall, it was just kind of like a mess of a shoot. And I could see them doing a whole featurette out of that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of featurettes on Ultimate Editions, nice segue there, Andrew. Uh, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, there was a, a little bit of a clip released for the Deathly Hallows Part 1 Ultimate Edition. Uh, it's part of Creating the World of Harry Potter. And uh, it was released through Harry Potter the Quest, that online interactive uh, game that uh, fans can participate in. And uh, it just gave a look at the first press conference uh, that uh, the trio did. And uh, it was with uh, Chris Columbus and David Heyman as well. And uh, it was interesting how Chris Columbus asked uh, the media to really stay away from these kids and that this was really the only time uh, that they were going to be available uh, to to speak with the press. They've changed so much. <laughs> <laughs> they um it was a, it was a nice clip and that's why I like the ultimate edition documentaries. Uh, we've talked about them before. It's 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 one giant basically it's one giant 8-hour documentary and you get 1 hour of the documentary on each ultimate edition set so you have to buy them all to get the whole documentary and yeah so the growing up potter will be on number seven like you said and it's nice it's 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 touching and now part eight is supposed to be about like the fandom or something so i don't know if they're going to be talking about the fan sites um but they didn't interview anyone so i'm kind of <laughs> guessing not <laughs> they didn't huh. reach out to MuggleNet, so it'll, it'll all be on uh the uh, the ninth ultimate edition uh, which will never make it out of the cutting room floor. Well, they, well, no, because then they're going to be moving into the super mega foxy awesome edition. Wow. Yeah, which they're actually they're saving the real deleted scenes for. I really would. And the I, bloopers. Can I put that on layaway now? <laughs> yes, you Reserve can. It's that. on Amazon. <laughs> super freaky awesome. What was it? 
Mega Foxy. Mega. I think that's a Starcade reference. I, I may be wrong. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the final bit of uh, <laughs> Deathly Hallows <laughs> Part 2 news. And uh, th- these awards aren't that big, but uh, Potter usually gets nominated nominated at them every year. Uh, the Scream Awards, the mm-hmm. Deathly Hallows Ooh. Part 2, picked up 14 nominations. Uh, and so, they, you know, interestingly, they were all, yeah! <laughs> the Scream Awards, get it, Scream? Scream Awards? I get it. Because he screamed like 14 times in that trailer. He did. You did. So so I would I would think uh, they'll probably win at least one uh, at, at uh, these uh, this award show. What's interesting is in a lot of categories, I uh, noticed they're up against uh, Game of Thrones, which is a new popular series uh, from HBO. So be interesting. Yeah, to very see, popular. See how they can do. I against love them. Game of Thrones. Sorry. No, you're allowed to speak. You're allowed to say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't talk. What? No, no, no. Uh, Game of Thrones is awesome. I think we all watch Game of Thrones, actually. What um, else is going on in the news? All right. The uh, final bit of news: uh, the follow-up to Harry Potter film Wizardry, uh, which is called Harry Potter Page to Screen. Uh, is going to be released on October 25th. It's uh, essentially a massive encyclopedia of the uh, of the Harry Potter films, and much different from what uh, what people got in film wizardry. So uh, it's a little expensive. Seventy five dollars is probably steep for some people, but you know Christmas is right around the corner, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we're we're at least giving away one copy on MuggleCast. So. Stay tuned uh, in terms of, I guess, how we're going to figure out what the uh, what the rules are for, for giving it away. But uh, we'll give away one mm-hmm. copy on the show. The first one was really good, Film Wizardry. And this is, um, I, I mean, this one better be all new material. It better not be the same <laughs> stuff. I mean, that's kind of the impression you get, considering the covers kind of look similar. And they, they, they call it a follow-up, which kind of makes me feel like it's an expanded edition or something. But... For seventy five bucks, it better be. Well, the first one was really big too. Um, so, and I, I think this one will be as well. It, it, the first one was really good, so hopefully, page of the screen will be just as interesting. Cool and new material. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I, I think the good thing about bookstores is you can go in and open up the book before you buy it, right? So that yeah, that mm-hmm. helps. I mean, even Amazon will have like a digital like look inside, but still like in terms of because these are heavy books, like the weight and you know the the way it's packaged, you you'll see that by just walking into your local bookshop. Mm-hmm. Just not Borders. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One other story I wanted to bring up. Um, this is kind of a more serious story. J.K. Rowling was named um one of the celebrities in the British phone hacking probe, which has been going on since July. Um, I know everybody in England knows all about it, uh, in case people in the U.S. don't. Basically, what happened was um, Rupert Murdoch's company, News Corp., uh, who run, uh, who own News of the World, they it was uncovered that they were um, tapping phone lines and spying on private phone conversations of the families of dead military members, people in political positions, and also celebrities. And J.K. Rowling may be one of those people who News of the World were tapping in on. And so she was listed as a core participant, which means that she may have suffered um, 
uh, she may may have been listened in on. Now, you can imagine why News of the World would be tapping in on J.K. Rowling. I mean, she's a very high-profile celebrity. Right. Maybe at one point they were trying to get some book scoops, stuff like that. So, J.K. Rowling has the choice. She can come forward and say, yes, me or a lawyer will represent me and speak on my behalf. Um, but uh, as far as we know right now, it's just a possibility. And chances are we're not going to find out like details of the exact phone conversations they were tapping in on. But... You know, it's a big scandal over there. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually over in London when it first broke, and oh my god, it was everywhere. The news was just everybody was in shock. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's we'll interesting. Let you know what what happens from there. So, well, speaking of J.K. Rowling, she's very busy working on Pottermore, and that's actually something else we're going to discuss today. It's kind of a news item, but also as a general discussion, I think everybody here is in Pottermore now, right? <sighs> Yes. yes. As of our last episode, that was not the case. I know Micah was very, very vocally waiting for his letter. Then a couple of days later, he got it. So, so, awesome. well, top. so, uh, what house houses are you guys in? I don't think any of you were in it last time, right? No. Matt, are you in? I was in. Yeah. But were you on the last episode? How long ago was I in the last episode? <sighs> it was like three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think Matt was here. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So, Micah, what house are you? Ravenclaw. Ooh. I correctly predicted. Oh, look at that. And Eric? I am actually in Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Now's the time. Get your laughter out. Come on. Come on. You know, Mike, Mikey's in Hufflepuff, too, which was shocking. That's what he said. Yeah. Mikey B. And I think Ben is in Slytherin or Ravenclaw. I can't remember. But there's been a lot of surprises. Yeah. Matt, yeah, sorry. Matt, what are you in? I'm in Slytherin. No kidding. Yeah, so, oh, that's right. And, and Andrew, you're Gryffindor, right? I'm in Gryffindor. So we have all four houses right now on this show. No wonder this show has always worked so perfectly. <laughs> Such a beautiful balance. See, we don't need women. We just need people in different houses. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that won't Laura. get any email sent. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, though, I, I did have a choice between Ravenclaw and Slytherin. Uh, oh. And I, I went, so why did you pick Ravenclaw? Because it was the first one that came up. <laughs> I really had no... What re- do you mean? Well, when when you have the little uh, the blocks to select between, it was mm-hmm. Ravenclaw... Which was up first, and then Slytherin below it. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, I thought, you know, if I was, you know, sorted in real life, that that uh, I would always be in Ravenclaw. So I went with Ravenclaw. Um, yeah, no, no rhyme or reason. It would have been cool to so, be in Slytherin, though. So you went because mm-hmm. it was the first thing to click, right? Yeah, that's, that's what was, you said because it came up first. Being sarcastic. Because some of my sorting questions, by the end of it, though, the, the people were getting some of their questions were like black or white. Uh, night or day, heads or tails, right? Left or right? Left or right? Left or right? <laughs> really? Like what? Forest. That or doesn't river. feel much like a yeah. choice to me. Like, like, mm, what if I had chose? If I had picked heads or instead of tails, what would would that really have said enough about me to be in a different house? Yeah. Well, the thing Not about a- Joe though is that 
if you were to ask her why this matters, she would give you an explanation for mm. for why. So yeah, I just thought that that was funny because all the other questions I think during sorting were really like introspective. Like you have seven answers. You know what what creature do you most want to study? You know or this that and the other thing. And then to get like the last two, the most crucial two, when I'm like, okay, I know that it's coming. I know I'm about to be sorted. And I had moon or stars was one of the questions, and I was like. Okay, the stars are pretty cool. A little bit cooler than the moon. Does everybody and get the, the same questions, though, or do people get different questions? I heard for the wand, everybody gets the same questions, but for sorting, it's all random. Yeah. So, I mean, do you remember your sorting questions, if they were... I remember left to right, forest and river, although that may have been for the wand, so I can't... Forest... Oh, was that... With the beach, you could go into the beach or by the oh, castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, either was along the, the beach, along the river, through the forest. Interesting. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I got Hufflepuff, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually happy with it, I think. Cause it's not so. You always saw yourself, though, in Hufflepuff. Well, I saw myself, I said, I, I didn't really ever really, really, really sort myself. Uh, you know, I had the Gryffindor robes that I wear around everywhere, and so I was like, yeah, I'm a Gryffindor, I'm a Gryffindor. But I was kind of waiting on something like this to tell me where I belong, and so that's kind of cool. Okay, so are, are are we talking about are the are we going on to sorting now? About the sort are we talking about like our how we like the sorting thing? Because well, why not? What do you? I'm actually say? I'm actually not a fan of the sorting at all. Okay, why is it for the reason I'm about to bring up? You no, uh, bring up your reason. Okay, well here's my thing, and I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but I realized this. Um, when looking in the Great Hall, when you're in the Great Hall, you can see how many people are in each house on Pottermore. And what worries me is that each house has a very similar number of people. As of right now, there's 94,000 in Gryffindor, 94,000 in Ravenclaw, 94,000 in Hufflepuff, and 93,000 in Slytherin. Uproar. I call it. Yeah, this is the issue. This I d- this cannot be truly sorting each person. Be- because yeah. if it were, it wouldn't be so perfectly even. The chances of everybody getting sorted so evenly is very it- it's not possible. Uh surely this world cannot be made up of so many Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws. I'm sorry, but it just can't it can't, <laughs> it can't be true. You don't believe that Hufflepuffs exist, do you? No, they they're they're fictional. <laughs> I honestly think that a lot of the Harry Potter fans are Ravenclaw. I I was joking about I was joking about that, but it's it nonetheless it it can't be so even. So I'm afraid to say that the, you know, this is definitely the most accurate sorting you will probably ever get. Given that J.K. Rowling wrote these questions herself, but it is not a true sorting because the reason they need to make the houses even in Pottermore is so that each house has a chance of winning the house cup, of getting the most points. Uh, Now, this really upsets me because no one really cares to win the house cup more than they want to be sorted into the right house. You're right. Who the hell, sorry, who the heck wants to win the house cup? If it means that you're sorted into the wrong house. 90% of the fans who went on Pottermore wanted to be sorted. That's what everybody wants to do is get sorted into the house that they should be in. When they read the books, that's what they think of. They wish, well, well I, I'm actually in, in Hufflepuff or I, I see myself as a Ravenclaw or something. They don't 
care, they don't think that far ahead. And we care more about what the proper sorting is. Yeah. I just feel like they should have put more emphasis and more, I don't know, just more work into the sorting than just like, okay, the whole reason why we're sorting people is so we have an equal number of amounts. People can, um, just compete for this house cup. Yeah, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have pretended. If, if it's not actually accurate, and if it is, which, you know, as Andrew points out, it's highly suspect that people would be, or impossible that people would be evenly matched, so evenly, you know, sorted. They shouldn't have pretended otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Now, and, the point system, I'm not even sure, let's talk about that. It's, I'm not sure what the purpose of, House points, I mean, it's loyal to the book. Each house gets house points for bringing potions, and I think when you find things in moments, you get points too. But I'm just wondering, you know, is it really that important? I mean, I propose that Pottermore just get rid of points. <laughs> and Well, hang and, on, because if they got rid of points, then what would there be to do? Well, you can still do those things. You oh. just, I mean, you can get your own personal points, but let's just not compete for the house cup. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's possible. Because, because didn't they also they 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 said it wasn't going to be an alternative reality game, but yet at the same time you're collecting things for your for your pouch and or for your trunk, and you get the feeling that you're you know gonna have to use them later. Like mm-hmm. you know all these points, all these this this money that you that you have that you spend, and you know you have to buy some of the books on your school list before you can go to school things like that are just like an alternative reality game um so i'm finding again that that maybe pottermore actually is something that that we've been told it it wouldn't be or you know it's just it's growing and changing but it it, it's getting close to being you know what we initially on even on this show speculated that it would be which you know is 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 what they said it wouldn't be it's it's a lot less like an encyclopedia than we thought I think is fair to say, or at least that's mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, that, that's a pretty good assessment, Micah. Yeah, I was just gonna say when you when you're talking about uh, having to get the books in Diagon Alley before you can go off to school, I, I thought that would be a little bit more interactive than just you know clicking on a store and selecting the all the books that you need. You know, maybe physically actually going into the store and having to search around for them. I feel like you mean the, like transporting through your computer screen and. No, 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 around? no. I mean, you know, as you can go into Gringotts or, or Ollivanders, actually physically going into these stores and looking around the shelves for the books that you need. I just, I feel like as a whole, Pottermore lacks a lot of interactivity, um, you know, and, and there's not enough, really. I, I, you well, know, like you're clicking on yeah. a... Um, a galleon here, or you're clicking on a chocolate frog card there, and it's just like there's not enough that's going on. In some chapters, there's just nothing. It's just there's nothing. Text, no, yeah. there's not. You know, which you already know yeah. because you have the books. Well, they, I feel like they should also have um like m- more side projects that you can be doing to make you want to come back. Like, I, I honestly, I mean, I think Pottermore should have something like like how they do with Farmville on Facebook or something. They have herbology. Or something in Hogwarts, where you just go and start planting your, I don't, I don't know, your your, your, your plants cro- and your, go your check crops them later. and stuff. Yeah, and then spread the roots, uh, plant your mandrakes, do yeah. something. If or let's get Neopets in Pottermore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's take care of the owl that you purchased back in Diagon Alley. That's true. Let's. I every morning I want an email. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Catseeker two one one. It's time to 
feed your owl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then three hours later, hello, CatSeeker211. It's time to scoop up the owl droppings. That's right. And then I have to go back into Pottermore and scoop up my owl droppings. Hello, Andrew. Your owl just died. Because <laughs> you didn't, was, you didn't di- feed di- it. It was diphtheria, right? Just like on Oregon Trail. Um, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> really. The uh, question I have, too, like, it seems like... So we want more interactivity, but yet the interacti- the, the opportunity is already there. Like Micah was saying, I mean, when you're in that bookshop in Diagon Alley, uh, and you're, you, you have to buy these books, you know, why can't we examine those books closer? Once we've purchased them, we've actually had to click on it and hit, you know, purchase, and we had to go to Gringotts first, make sure we had enough money, and all that stuff, but once you actually buy the book, all it does is let you move forward in the story. It's not like you can actually look at that book, read some of it. You know, mm-hmm. or, or, or even the items in your trunk to actually be able to, you're carrying around all these items you've found, but you can't actually click on them, find out anything more about them. And I think that yeah. that's, that's tremendously, um, not off putting, but it's like shutting it's us limiting. out. It's mm-hmm. very limiting. Well, yeah, exactly. A, a lot of the times when you're on these screens too, for each scene, all you have to, all, all there really is is one thing for you to click on. But there's all this stuff going on on screen, but your focus is only allowed to be on that one thing that's allowing you to go forward. Like, um, like the one w- with the snake at the zoo. You clicked on the snake, and then the scene was over. Oh, speaking of that snake, okay, so it does a cute little dance. I like the snake mm-hmm. and how it dances, but. I had such an issue just viewing the screen on Pottermore in many of these scenes. I actually ended up having to hook up my computer to my TV, which I've never done before. And I, I made the Pottermore a separate window just because I think is size-wise or maybe that it's longer than it is wide. And so you always have to scroll down to kind of see everything. But I had a lot of trouble just following Pottermore on my computer screen just, just because of how it's laid out. And I, I think... Reading wise, it was like tough to read. Did you guys have any trouble with that? I told um, Andrew I had I had loading problems. Not not where it would say you know Pottermore is currently unavailable, but just my browser would freeze up a lot. I don't know if that was just mm. from the volume of people that were using it at the time or or what it was, but it just every time I tried to click to move forward, you know how you can view like three different versions of of each chapter. Uh, mm-hmm. It would just it would lock up and. Mm. It just made it really, uh, I don't know, not fun. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I've never <laughs> run into that problem. I'm not sure. No, what... I've, I've heard from people who've had the same issue, but but I I haven't experienced it myself. I feel like it's a very common thing. People people talk about their screens freezing up during potions a lot, and and or during sorting even, and and possibly having to like retake questions or have it be official or something, but. You know, on Twitter, if you just like search for hashtag Pottermore, the only thing you're finding are people who say, you know, I'm frozen up or I'm still waiting for my, you know, it can't be, can't be, you know, good experience for everybody. But, but at the same time, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of the freezing tweets. A lot of people are getting that. And, and still, when I click on Pottermore sometimes, I have to wait 15 seconds or 30 seconds and it'll, the page will reload and it'll say high volume this, high volume that. And look, I've already mentioned on this show that, I don't think that that should be an issue at all. Is is handling the high volume of people because they knew from day no, one that no there way. was going mean, to be a high volume of people on this on this site. And they, it's not like they're lacking in funds to. Uh, yeah, there's money for. Well, I mean, do you right? want to point that out? Yeah, I mean, you do, right? Because it's Harry Potter. I just I mean, did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but well, what about Andrew? I, I know you talked about this on the last uh, show, but. 
you know, now, now that all of us are, are in Pottermore, the return value, I mean, I don't think it's very great yeah. for people to want to come back unless they start but, adding I mean, new features. That's as it is, though, right now. They haven't updated, really, since they, they started no, because, giving... because this is it. Well, this that's, is Pottermore. See, I'd like no, to believe that not, this is, is not it, it yes. though. I really oh, want to believe that come October 31st or whatever, that it's going to be completely different. I want to believe no. that the beta is completely <laughs> different from book one. Because, keep believing. <laughs> okay, we'll keep believing. But I'm saying I really want, I mean, why are you so, why do you believe that it's not at all going to be different? Well, what could they possibly add? I mean, I, the only thing I could see, and I think this would be very smart, is if they added some new content from J.K. Rowling so they can have another media splash, make some news. Otherwise, the only only news when this opens to the public is going to be, hey, it's open to the public now. <laughs> and and I don't think... I, I think a lot of the Pottermore buzz is kind of over already because the people who, are, who really wanted to get in are getting in now, and the reviews have not been spectacular. Um, and... The, the next time there's going to be a big up-to-date to this is when they add Chamber of Secrets. I really don't think they're going to be adding more features or anything. Because they got they, they have a hard enough time just getting people into the site now. Well, that's what it seems like, is that they're just so overwhelmed that there really won't be any updates because people are, are still having issues even staying on the site for any period of time. Which is a real shame because, you know, there, there's so much... There are so many little blurbs of information that are just summary that they could totally expand on and and it it just it just kills me to think that they would spend so much time designing these these you know this art for each moment in the in you know in the first book but to not have it be even more interactive and you know i gotta ask is this us being crazy harry potter fans we want more we want more or do we have a legitimate like argument here that you know we're being shown these things but it, it almost draws the attention to just how empty these scenes are. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I suppose if they really wanted to, they could add like another item or two that you could pick up in these more empty moments. Like I know the emptiest moments are the ones where you just pick up one galleon and that's it. And that's really bad, I think. Uh, but I think going off of Eric's idea, he was saying more information about some of these items. Like I'm looking in my trunk now and I have a golden snitch. It'd be nice to click on the golden snitch and get a little history about it. Right yeah. or a prefix badge. I think I think the reason why we're, we're we're a little underwhelmed by it all is because we know the potential that it has, and we know what it could be. Well, here's what a- everybody really wants: they want the encyclopedia. Well, that's good then. That's good then. There's a possibility that it might that there actually might be an encyclopedia. Well, let's talk about the information. Be. So, the, I yeah. I thought the information that we do get from Joe is is great. Yeah, it is great. It's really exciting and really interesting and just as relevant as ever, you know, and really well thought out. I mean, I laughed, I cried. Yeah, it's classic Joe stuff. You cried, Eric? It's stuff you would expect to find in the encyclopedia. Um, and it's written in a way that, you know, it's, it's, it's classic Joe. Like I said, it's classic Harry Potter. You would find it in the books or you would find it, um, in an encyclopedia, if that were to exist. So why is this information few and far between? I mean, we were told that she wrote 18,000 words, 180,000 words for... 18,000. Po- 18,000 for words. Sorcerers, for Sorcerer's Stone. For Sorcerer's Stone. So it's all here. I mean, you just sort of got to... It would be nice if there's a way you can kind of... Like, I want a button up top that says... Like a site map? New content. Well, I feel like no. if you favorite it, uh, if you yeah, favorite you the new that. content, then you can browse it. It's a bit of a hassle, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, so I see in the favorites area, you can, apparently I didn't remember my favorites. I, I could have sworn I did favorite some chapters. 
you can you can set favorites there and in, in but it's like it's like website. Facebook favorites and Facebook likes too like why would you rely so heavily on something else you know when you're trying to do your own thing the art is really nice the art is really nice and they did it in such a way I think they've said this in your interviews is that in that you can't see the faces of people because Pottermore is about the books and in the books you you have your own imagination. So yeah, that was really with the clever. art. They did not want to ruin people's imagination of what they had developed in their head while they were reading. So that's why they took out the face. Oh, well, they should have never made good. movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mister Warner Brothers disagrees with you. Yep. Uh, but, but overall, oh, actually, I did jumping back to something real quick. I thought of a new feature they are going to add in October. Oh, it's the ebook store. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I sorry. See. <laughs> but yeah, that's the new feature coming in October. But yeah, I, I'm really optimistic that a lot is coming to Pottermore in October. Because why wouldn't it? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to even allow a million people to get the exact same experience early that you would in October. Because you know these books are coming out so far in between of themselves. You're just going to exhaust people. You're going to get people. Oh, seen it, done it, been there, done that. Come October, there's going to be. You, uh, granted, there are more than a million Harry Potter fans out there, but I just feel like, you know, as Andrew said, all the buzz is is sort of over, and and the reviews are not that great. So, you know, I just don't think there's there's nowhere to go but down almost if, if you don't provide any new content uh, to what you've already had. I, I mean, I thought beta and and you know definition. The reason to do beta testing is to get some serious feedback to make changes, and and by making changes, I just assumed. For instance, that more than a quarter of the people would be in by this point, or more than was it? Is it half? It's not even half. We're at like three hundred eighty thousand. Three hundred eighty out of a million, and we have a month to go. To, you know, get that feedback in time to make changes for your opening. You know, when you open in October, have it be new and improved. I, I was under the impression that they had an army of coders and and leagues of people. You know, just waiting to fix whatever would be broken, and and it just doesn't seem like that at all. It almost seems very 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 vacant, very empty. Um, Potter, the Pottermore Insider, they that's the official blog they update from time to time. They have, you know, issued some updates. For one, new invites are going out daily, so if you still haven't gotten in, you, you know, they're coming out daily now, so uh, you should be getting in. About that, are they... I won't say soon. I, I feel like they really are going by day based on the Magic Quill, when you got in. That that seems evident I don't know, now it's more hard to ever. say. It really does, though, but... I'm just so... I wanted to pin that on them. And they did answer some questions because, like Eric said, they do use the beta to make changes. And they did say they are going to make changes to the potions because the potions take a long time to brew. I think up to like an hour, which just it seems odd. Yeah, you just forget about it. I mean, people... Most people aren't going to sit at their computer for an hour, and if they go away, they're going to forget about it. Yeah. Just have more and- content to keep us on the page for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think they said they they are going to be using the beta to make changes to maybe how many galleons you start out with, how much things cost. You know, they're they're seeing how how users are interacting with the site and making changes based on things that are already in there. So, you know, it would be some like amazing cool surprise if you know come October it opens to the public and oh look there's Chamber of Secrets ready, but I d- that's not happening. I think they've said Chamber of Secrets will be next year. The uh- and. I, I, well, go ahead. No, the other thing that I was going to ask was, uh, you know, are they going to be profiling one character per book? I mean, I think that's going to get a little bit more difficult uh, as time goes on because there's so many characters that 
the readers are going to want insight into. I think the one that they focused on the most in in this first book was uh, McGonagall. You know, you kind of got pieces of her story throughout uh, Sorcerer's Stone when you were going through uh, Pottermore, but you know, there, there's obviously a lot more characters uh, to get backstory on as you go through uh, the other books. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on whether Joe has material for that or if she wants to write up the material for it. Well, she must. I mean, I, I'm only on, to be honest, I got sorted and I went to bed. It was like 3 a.m. Um, right, right. That's what everyone did. Everyone just got to the point where they get sorted. <laughs> and then we're done. So you cried, enough, but you I know cried that yourself to sleep for getting into Hufflepuff. <laughs> even, even by that point, though, there are like something like 25 different characters that are listed under... Like when I'm in viewing the book, whatever you're going to call that. And it's just like if they had an off mention in the chapter, they start, you like collect them almost without mm-hmm. wanting to so that you can click on all these characters. It's a pain for me because I don't know what I have to click on to advance now. But there are all these like these huge characters and, and they're just little stubs of, of info. But I feel like she could totally expand on them. Yeah. You know, at any point. Yeah, they're not very descriptive, most of them. They're just, they're just more information. Uh, not even more information. They're the same information, I guess, you would get if you read the book. Which we assume you have. I will say, um, you know, everybody's obviously been really excited to get into Pottermore. And it definitely is exciting when you're going through it. I mean, some people who are listening to us talk now who aren't in Pottermore may, may be like, oh, you know, either, oh, they're not Harry Potter fans or... They're thinking, oh, I shouldn't be that excited. But the truth is, it is exciting to get in there and to read all the new content and to get sorted and to get your wand and all that. And what I think we should talk about now is just return value. And that's the thing I think we all have the issue with. Because what happens is, as you know by now, you do go through chapter by chapter each moment. And you see the new content, you get sorted, you get the wand, get your get your pets. And then once you get to the end of the Sorcerer's Stone, then it's kind of like, well, now what? What do I do now? And th- there really is no reason to return. Um, and do you guys agree with me? Is there no return value here? I haven't returned since I got sorted. And well, I guess you're just that, not much of a well, fan. I guess that makes I guess, not, I guess that makes right. me neither though, really. But even though I only got I only got sorted a couple of days ago, but I will be going back. But I, you know, I was really trying to wonder like about the return value, and I think that things like potions or duels are what they're hoping will 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 keep people over. I mean, building a community on Pottermore is 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 kind of I think what they were looking to do. So so that in between these bouts of new content, you can interact with people and duel them. Um, but, I feel but, like that was the goal. The major problem I think that they're still facing is the fact that people don't know who each other are, and it's, there is it's that. such yes. a task to have to go and find out oh, yes. who your friends are. You don't even know. I mean, I think early on when people were getting their names, they pushed it out on Twitter and Facebook and all those other places, but but now there's there's just no place to go. Yeah. where you can find yeah. your friends. You know what kind of friend you were. Either you wrote your friends' names down or you didn't. And I know what kind yeah, of friend I, I didn't. am. I, I did didn't. not. I, like, why? I shouldn't have to. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> In this day and, and age. And you know what? Here's the other thing that bothers me. You know, they're, they're really big on, you know, Pottermore has to be safe for kids. Um, you know, we, you know, it has to be a family experience. And the truth is, look, Pottermore, Harry Potter fans are not kids. We don't, why is this, why is this catering to the nine year olds when it's the people 16, 18 and older who shaped Harry Potter? 
J.K. Rowling's not here to thank the nine-year-olds. She's here to thank the people who bought the books that were there at midnight, lining up, reading it overnight. I mean, this is ridiculous. I don't think that's Avis enough. Key 101. Who is that? <laughs> How do I know? Should I accept this person? Should I go on Twitter and be like, who is Avis well, Key? Well, look at their Someone owl. tell me. Look at their... Don't you know <sighs> Don't you know how to tell people by their wands anyway? But if they... If they yeah, I guess I they should. this wand, if they're a friend or not, you know, an ally or an enemy. I mean, maybe if I slept with them, I should know their wand, but th- that's the only way I could, <laughs> I could possibly... Funny. No, I think... Look, that's not an unfair point. I think... Okay, so what are the reasons that there's not more content more return value on 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 pottermore do you think that because book one is honestly book one is where i expected the most information from jk rowling because she sat for 10 years writing these books before they got published so i just assumed that the 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 most content about you know who she was what she was doing before the books came out would appear during this book but it seems like either they're going to appear later because maybe she would say oh, this character originally, you know, something else happened at this point. Or maybe she still doesn't feel that that information is relevant to really talk about in Pottermore. In which case, is Pottermore not the right medium for some of the information we're looking for? Yeah, I think for there to be return value, there has to be something to come back for daily. And, you know, what has that always been on the Harry Potter fan sites? The news. I don't know what else, or return value could be logging on to Pottermore and being able to directly interact with your, with your real friends. Um, and yes, I guess dueling and dueling would, would do that. But I honestly, I haven't even done dueling yet because during this beta period, it's kind of been shut down and they've admitted that, you know, it doesn't work for anyone right now, but it will be back eventually. It just seems to me like th- there has to be something where you come back on a daily basis and it's fresh and you know i was joking about taking care of your owl but i'm starting to think they need that (laughs) you know i i've i've on my ipad i occasionally play this game called we rule and you have to farm and for no reason other than for some reason i get pleasure out of it i have to log in i don't do this anymore by the way but like a year ago you have to i have i had to log in daily and I do harvest my crops and then plant new crops and then come back six hours later and do it all over again. And, uh, you know, it's pointless. It doesn't, it, it, it's not making like money or it's not rewarding me in any way, but I just like to do it. So maybe they should let you take care of your owl. <laughs> it's funny because. And sadly, I would probably take care of it. T- talking about mental illness and how the- Pottermore deals with it or doesn't deal with it. I'll never forget chapter two. Uh, we're, we're in the Dursley's kitchen, uh, for, I think it was the worst birthday. And because you're, you're pointing at the screen, zooming in, trying to figure out what to collect, uh, I was, I was roaming my cursor around, and I came on the kitchen table, and the cursor started, like, it, it turned blue, and it says, ooh, you've noticed the salt and pepper. And then the, yeah. the button says collect. <laughs> Why? Why would you collect salt and pepper? I'm a hoarder now, apparently, Matt. Yeah, I've noticed. Uh oh, I've noticed the salt and pepper. Now I have to collect it. So I I highly doubt Hogwarts is in short supply of salt Salt and pepper pepper. So I've collected, but it's in my cart. It's in my trunk with my, you know, alarm clock and 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 bucket of whatever it was else I collected. And now I'm just waiting to use it. Like they have to be something. They have a team of people here. There has to be a use for what we're collecting. And, you know, you gotta think Pottermore releasing these books this way, it's a long-term commitment. 
towards excellence, where even if we feel like it's not what they promised initially, they, they're gonna deliver, right? I mean, they, they, they absolutely care about, uh, this sort of thing succeeding. It has to succeed. Uh, so they, they'll, they'll be working on it, right? I mean, it can only get better, right? Yes, I guess. I mean, you know, they're going to have to add some serious features other than the books to 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 make it better. I, I mean, certainly having the books in there will make it better as well. Um, in case you don't remember, the books, the next book will be out sometime in 2012. They haven't really narrowed down when that's going to be. But presumably once this opens to the public, that's when well, work on book the, two is really going to start. The interesting thing, too, is that we've lived off of just the books and just the books for several years, right? I mean, it was uh, four films and arguably, or four four years before the first book in the first film, but arguably things were still growing then. But I mean, even in terms of like content-wise, right, we've lived off basically just the books and maybe some of the movies for 10 or 12 years now. So, you know, Pottermore drawing attention to, hey, we're going to give you something to live off the books for again was kind of, you know, was it a bad thing? Because we, 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 we were able to do this sort of without Pottermore almost, is to kind of relax and still go on living life and still go on loving Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So we could talk about this for all, all, all day, but we'll, we'll end it there for now and get to some emails. Um, one other thing we wanted to mention though was that Pottermore, the, the Twitter account, twitter.com slash Pottermore, they've been doing house pride days. Um, and today was, uh, well, uh, tomorrow being Friday is Gryffindor Pride Day. So Friday, I'll be there. I'm in Gryffindor. I'll be there. What happened to there. your What happened to your castle cloak? Oh, um, I you, <laughs> I, you mentioned I, you know what? I never show. used the account. I did not cheat and and like get sorted again. I just I didn't use the account because I mistakenly i didn't want to put it out there for the friend request thing but then what i realized is that my new account i connected it with facebook so i could see my real friends on pottermore and then my facebook friends who are muggle cast listeners added me on it anyway oh. so <laughs> it was kind of all for nothing yeah. but okay. i didn't cheat i i promise you okay for the record i am now cat seeker <laughs> what's the what's the number cat seeker I, I don't know if I want to say the number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Cat Seeker. Okay. I'm still catching up on the friend request. Just friend him on Facebook. And, like, I've been adding everybody who sends me a friend request just because, like, <laughs> I, get a I mean, request wh- right now. what does it make a difference if they're friends with me or not? I right, mean, now that they're, yeah. They have no wall to write on. There's, you know, I guess everybody can just challenge and we can duel. I can duel all these people. <laughs> and I'll beat you all. <laughs> <laughs> does everybody else want to say their names if they haven't already? Uh, my Mine's yeah. Thorn Spell, but I don't know the number. My uh, my helpful puff is Strike Lumos. I love it, Micah. What, are we saying our usernames? Is that what it is? Yeah, you know if if no, if I've said I've said it on the show say, before. Uh, Shadow oh. Spell ninety three. All right, that's a cool one. Shadow Spell. All right, well, let's move on to some emails about Pottermore. Enough of it with, with what we think. Let's see what the listeners think. This first one comes from NGOC, 19 of Australia. Nah, it's just Knock. It's a Vietnamese name. 
Oh, interesting. Hey, guys, I just received my welcome email for Pottermore a few days ago and have been steadily progressing through the chapters. However, I'm having a bit of trouble with potion brewing. After brewing, the pop-up message tells me it will take about 80 minutes and that I can leave the page and come back. But when I do, my potion and progress has disappeared. I've been listening to your podcast probably well over a year now and didn't know who else to ask about this. Cheers. Um, we don't, I don't think we can offer really any assistance. That may have just been a bug, but like the Pottermore insider said, you will, it will soon not take so long for potions to brew. Was it intentionally like 80 minutes or it was, that was the bug? No, no, it was intentionally taking so long and who knows why they decided to do it that way. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be the real thing I'm looking for is like a behind Pottermore book where they're like, this is why it was like this. Melissa, yeah, all the drama. Melissa, right? Pottermore, a history, and J.K. Rowling will forward. <laughs> We're all jealous of her success. <laughs> Micah, uh, can you read the next email? Next email is from Emily, nineteen of East Lansing, Michigan, and she says, "Hey, Muggle casters, I know you're probably getting a thousand of these emails right now, but I'm sending out a cry for help with regards to Pottermore. I made it to chapter five, and have found my shopping list and the funny bit about clothing. Ha ha." But I cannot move on to the next moment. The site, in theory, knows that I found the list. It's in my trunk and everything. But Gringotts remains closed to me. Help from y'all or fellow listeners would be much appreciated. Have fun storming the castle. Emily. Aw, oh, thanks, Anne. Um, I don't know. Yeah, my I was stuck there, too, but it was just because I hadn't picked up the school shopping list. Uh, which you have to zoom in twice to get it. Uh, you're talking about the north end of, <laughs> Gring, uh, north end of Diagon Alley, um, or when you just enter Diagon Alley. Uh, and yeah, it says, go find your shopping list. And it's just laying on the ground. Uh, you have to zoom in twice to get it. But I think she says you, she has it. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. But sometimes, cause on Pottermore, where you, there are the arrow keys to go to the next scene in the previous scene, that next scene arrow, won't it, it locked it's locked sometimes um until you find like that item it was locked for me and so but once i found it it was unlocked and if she's still saying it's locked i don't know what to do about that um it's possible that there may be an item that you need oh i think i know what it is is that you have to actually well no do you go to gringotts before you get your books yeah you have to right yeah, so you need I, the money to do so. Oh, click on, uh, click, try clicking on the Gringotts door, on the front door. There, I think there's a man walking in there or something, and that may or may not be one of the little requirements you have to do. Pottermore Tech Support is here for you. <laughs> I am sorry that this happened to you. <laughs> that, that That's something else I didn't really enjoy is that switching between the shopping list and then grabbing the item and then going back to the shopping I list. I was glad. Well, back. see, why isn't it in your trunk? This is this is this is shows how inconsistent they chose to be, which is that your shopping what list the items? Yeah, in that scene, your shopping list is is like hanging down on the right side of your screen. When in theory, it should be in your trunk with your other items, but you should be able to examine all of the items in your trunk closer. So that you could pull up your shopping list. Insta- it, it, it's basically not, it's not using what they have. It's not using the trunk. It's just saying, cause it's basically saying all the other stuff you've collected is crap. You're not going to use it, but all the relevant plot details for moving forward, we're going to hang from the right of the screen. 
You know, and it's like, well, and now I'm looking in my item list in my trunk, and of course the shopping list is in there. So it's not like they didn't code it in. It's just that you can't view any of these things more, uh, you know, with more detail and actually use them in your quest yet. Erica19 of Austin asks, um, the wands of the characters that have new content are listed, like McGonagall and Quirrell, but wands of other characters are not. Do you think more of the main characters will have more complete profiles as other books are released? And the answer to that is yes. I think it's been said multiple times now that there will be content that opens up as you continue to explore. Now, where do you get that content? Because I don't think I saw that. Like what? What she was talking about in the email. Well, the wands of the characters that have new content. um, Wands of... Uh, so I presume when we learn about other characters, when J.K. Rowling writes new content about the other characters, then we'll see their wand. So, you know, when we get a profile on, let's say, Severus Snape... But Mike is saying he hasn't seen McGonagall and Quirrell's wand, right? Well, maybe I just glossed over it when I was reading through the the new information okay. on them. It's possible. Is that, yeah, is that well, part of the description, or is there actually like a profile page for McGonagall then? Um, where it yes, well, there is kind of a profile page, but if somebody could somebody tell me right now where McGonagall's chapter is, uh, I mean, this is the issue. Like, okay, I want to look up McGonagall. What you mean? You didn't well, Facebook I gotta like find it? The chapter you didn't favorite it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, that's the only way you can find things. Yeah, I, yeah, I need to learn that. Apparently, um, you know, hopefully they're gonna add. Let's just let's just get it over with. Just add an encyclopedia button. And let's see all the new content from Joe, <laughs> right, right, right there. Just list it. Say, click here to jump to McGonagall. Click here to jump to. Uh, but there's a, there's thrill, isn't cool. there? A challenge in unlocking it. And then you guys said that was well, right. authentic okay. so Joe like, right? First we unlock it. Okay. Then it shows up in this encyclopedia index. Yeah. That's not without much us to ask having for. to favorite it. Yeah. Because we're we're gonna favorite it. It's new content. Um. This last email. From Sharon from New Zealand, uh, she says, as much as it pains me to criticize Joe, I have to say I'm really disappointed. While the graphics are beautiful, I completely agree with Andrew's review that the site lacks revisit value. I've only visited Pottermore maybe once or twice since completing book one within about four hours of entering. I really tried to take my time and enjoy. There really is just not much to do. Just random clicking and collecting stuff that has no discernible use. Um... And she goes on and on a bit more. I really feel that it comes down to Pottermore versus the Encyclopedia. I would much rather have a book. As a 22-year-old law student between university, working part-time, and trying to have a social life, I'm not really interested in creating potions or partaking, partaking in pretend duels. I know Pottermore is aimed at all ages, but the overall simplicity of the features is a bit insulting. Now I'm going to get to the controversial part of the email where I admit to having several Pottermore accounts. Oh, I should... Should delete this email right now. <laughs> I know everyone who missed out is going to hate me right now, but I can't do much about this really. I was mainly just really annoyed at this crappy name options I got served and curious to see whether the sorting process was as reliable as claimed. Oh, okay. Now, now we're going to get interesting. Anyway, in pursuit of my sorting theory, I have been sorted into a different house on three accounts. The first was Gryffindor, then Slytherin, then Hufflepuff. I find this all quite ironic because I have always thought of myself as a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Uh-oh. I remember Melissa from Pottercast saying she got sorted into Gryffindor every time she created an account in the trial period, so this leads me to believe there's something behind the d- idea that the algorithm possibly skews the sorting process. Yeah, I... So, she kind of... Oh, I we should have tested that out ourselves, then. 
Well, I have two other accounts just sitting around. I should... Uh, you should try. Log in and, and try to answer with... Now, Sharon doesn't say if she answered the same questions right. each time. I wonder if... Well, I mean, that's important. That's the other thing, is, like, if I'm still honest, do I get the same house? If so, I have two accounts with the same house. What good is that? Right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, how should I use these extra accounts? I don't know. But I, I found out where that extra information was. When you, uh, when you pull up all the uh, blurbs that you get on, let's say, McGonagall, on the right-hand side, there's, like, this little uh, column... It's like like it's what you would see almost on like a, from J.K. Rowling. A, a wiki page, and uh, it lists McGonagall's birthday, wand, Hogwarts house, special abilities, parentage, family, hobbies. Sorry, where is this? This is if you actually click on her name. Like, say you're in a chapter which revealed new information oh. about her, and you know how it kind of lists everything out where it'll say discovered in chapter 7, discovered in chapter 8, discovered in chapter 15, which is... Uh, where you get all new information about McGonagall. On the right-hand side of each of those, it gives you just this little bio, the snapshot bio okay. of her. And I guess it does the same thing for uh, Quirrell. You know, there should be like a search, too. That would yeah, be that nice. would be cool. I, or mm-hmm. I think what you were saying, where you, where you go to your, your main page and you could see the, the new information right there that you've unlocked from J.K. Rowling, and you yeah. can just go right to it instead of having to go through and and find it in all these chapters. Right. Uh, For example, another way I just got to it is I went to the common room, then I clicked on Godric Gryffindor, and there's like two sentences about him. And then on the right, it says also in this chapter, I don't know what chapter, oh, I'm in chapter seven, apparently, because I guess this is where, well, I have no idea. Um, And then on the right, like I said, you can see a list of characters, and this is all, these are all the characters, I guess, in this chapter, or maybe... I don't know. But anyway, there's a link to Professor McGonagall there and like 20 others. And then when I click on Professor McGonagall, I can see all the information just like, just like you can. So, you know, and like the comments, I'm looking at the comments right now and there's one, my animagus form is Chuck Norris. It's like, you know, these are useless. (laughs) Chuck Norris takes no animagus form. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So. Moving on now, we're going to play Favorites. What? And we want to know Favorites Creature. Now, is this is this like a specific, like, by name? Uh, like, a per, like a creature we've Any. met? Or a type it be, of creature? It could be whatever you want. Yeah, broad or specific. Micah, what is your favorite creature? Creature. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Cop out. Yeah, that was too easy. Uh... I like Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. I was fascinated by Buckbeak yeah. when reading the book. Matt? I don't know. I didn't even know this was part of the show. I didn't see this. Um I'll probably say I'll probably say Fox, the Phoenix. This is my favorite. Good choices, Eric. I'm gonna say Bogart, actually. Mm. I have to say the Phoenix in general, though I am partial to Fox. I don't know if we've ever really <laughs> learned about Phoenix. any other specific ones. Um, but just the Phoenix in general, just the idea of Fox, the, the, the specific Fox aside, I've just always found that, you know, the Phoenixes are very beautiful and inspiring and solid. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't invent the, fe- the Phoenix, right? No, the, I, oh, I know. Okay. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm the specific rules about it, right? I mean, in the, the rules that govern their nature in the books. 
Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of my Pottermore wand, is Phoenix Feather core? Oh, mine too. Cool. Apparently, they're very temperamental. Oh no, mine's very pliant. <laughs> it's a different. We asked on Twitter, "What is your favorite type of creature?" KD213 said, Nifflers, very creative, not to mention they have a cool name. LaxPunky97 said, Hippogriffs, they're proud and don't take any crap, which is a trait I admire. Abbey4thD said, Definitely centaurs. Their culture seems absolutely fascinating, and the fact that they come to fight in the battle is so noble. Oh, I didn't see that in the movie. <laughs> in the movie, I guess, in the oh. book. Did- didn't Buckbeak show up in the battle too, or am I making that up? In in Hapla Prince, yeah, that's right. I think it was the elf showed up though, right? In, in uh, Deathly Hallows, in the book, not in the movie. Yeah. In Oliver Wood, but he didn't come back from the movie. Steph Ann twenty one said ghosts because I like the idea of talking to someone who lived a really long time ago, or owls because they're so useful. I forgot that ghosts would kind of count as a creature. Creature, yeah. Even though they're not um, physical. Let's get physical. You disagree, Matt? I, I, I kind of disagree, but that's fine. I mean, we're not going into specifics. Russ Turner says Phoenix because they have magic we don't fully understand. Ooh, good point. Ooh. Yeah, that, that was my answer, too. Although house elves have magic we don't quite fully understand. Goblins have magic we don't understand. Wands so have true. magic we don't understand. Magic. But we just don't get it. Why. Jimmy QEX says, my favorite creature is Pigwidgeon Ronzal because it is so tiny and crazy. I'm sad they left it out of the films. Yeah. Becca Kib 47 said, wouldn't this be episode 239? Yes, you're right. That was a mistake that we tweeted. <laughs> that wasn't her favorite <laughs> <So> creature. <laughs> um, oh, here's one we haven't mentioned. Thestrals, says, oh, hey, it's Maddie K. They are misunderstood, but beautiful in their own way. I also love Creature and the way he changes. So thanks, everyone who follows follows us on Twitter, twitter.com slash MuggleCast. Every, before recording every episode, we ask a question, and we read your answers on the show. Okay, now to wrap up the show, we have some emails to get to. Eric, could you read the first one? First one's from Allison22 from Ontario. Uh, I'm working at the Toronto Film... Toronto. What did I say? Ont- Ontario. Really? I'm sorry. The first... Yeah, that's odd. The first one's from Allison, because I was reading it. First one's uh, from Allison, age 22, from Toronto. She says, I'm working at the Toronto Film Festival, the starting gate for the race to Oscar. And I can report that there isn't a single film getting really great Oscar buzz. Toronto International Film Festival is where most, if not all, Oscar contenders are shown, and usually before the festival is over, clear front runners emerge, and one can essentially predict the Oscar nominees from there. This year, however, there isn't a single film getting consensus consensus Oscar buzz, which suggests to me that Deathly Hallows Part 2 has a very real shot at being nominated and maybe even winning since the field is so empty. It may seem like a bold statement, but in the past, films like Slumdog Millionaire, The King's Speech, Precious, The Hurt Locker, Juno, and so on and so forth premiered here, and were all but guaranteed nominations by the time the festival was out. But this year, that simply has not happened to the same extent. So, fingers crossed. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, good sign. 
good sign, and hopefully we'll be finding out. I mean, when are I mean the Oscars aren't until when? Uh, still really far away. Uh, yeah, I think so. It, it's just so odd. I mean, there there were plenty of other films besides Harry Potter that came out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Tiana, fifteen from Massachusetts, writes in episode two thirty eight. You guys talked about all the Slytherins because basically turning out as evil, except for Severus Snape. But I'd just like to point out that Regulus Black was a Slytherin, and he turned against Voldemort, against the dark side, you could say, in the end, leading to his death. Just saying. Love the show. Keep up <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me recap. No, in 238, I mentioned something that the Slytherins were all evil, and then everybody else disproved me, very successfully. So, it was only me who said that. And I stand... And weren't you joking? Yeah, I, I mean, was. surely well, you didn't believe that. Yeah, pff, surely no, he was, not. He was in the midst... Weren't you dueling or something like that? Something like yeah. it was dueling, uh, and Merlin was a Slytherin too. Yes, Pottermore. Spoiler Ooh. alert! If uh, yeah, right. Oops, you haven't gotten into Pottermore yet. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. I stand corrected yet again. All right, Mikey, can you read the next email from Kathy? Next email is from Kathy Twenty of Kentucky, and she says, "Hello, I uh, wanted to weigh in on the best chapter a moviegoer should read." discussion, which we discussed on the last episode, uh, my choice would be Chapter 16 of Frosty Christmas from Half-Blood Prince. This has the Harry versus Rufus Scrimgeour scene. Uh, when you read that part in the book, you get a real sense of who Harry is that you just don't get when you watch the movies. Although Harry gets a lot of help from others along the way in all the books, he is strong and clever on his own, too, which we see here and he's way too committed to what's right to let anyone, not even a greedy minister of magic, bully him. You can't help but cheer Harry on while he lets the minister have it. I love the glimpse of Harry as a leader that you get from that scene. Cool. That's that's good feedback. I think that the prompt was a really good prompt uh, to begin with, which mm-hmm. was uh, asked by one of our other listeners, actually. So, that's cool. Matt, can you read the next email from Justin? Yes. Um, Justin24 from Jacksonville says, So I got into MuggleCast a bit late, and I really wanted to go back and listen to all your old episodes. It helped me get through the long days at work. I am up to episode 71, and I just heard something crazy. You all are discussing the title of book 7 and the Hangman Theory, because Joe used the Hangman puzzle to release the title. At the 27... 27 minutes, 16 second mark, Andrew said something that blew my mind. He asked, oh, of course Andrew put this in here. He asks. I didn't put this in here. <laughs> wow. Mike did. Go he, ahead. He asks if in book seven, Harry would be willing to sacrifice himself, but by a miracle, he won't have to. If that doesn't per- perfectly describe the end of Deathly Hallows, I don't know what is. So I just wanted to pat you on the back, Andrew, even if the rest of the muggle casters ignored your idea at the time. <laughs> Love the show. Sada has cut back to once a month. You know, I'm pretty brilliant, and this is an example of that. I'm going to put this on my resume. No, you know, it, it, it's funny. When we record these shows, honestly, like, I forget what I say completely. We well, say so uh, much. Especially I mean, after recording them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were only partially right. He did have to sacrifice himself. But by a miracle, he won't have to. But and he I mean, did. Well, but it didn't matter. He did sacrifice himself, though. He did sacrifice himself. He died. But, but then he came back to life. But he sacrificed himself, but he didn't. Like a true sacrifice would have been actually dying. Yeah, you know. Oh, so he was—he didn't really sacrifice himself. Honestly, Matt, there was that child he abandoned right underneath he, the uh, uh, the bench there. He half-assed it. Is that what you're saying, Andrew? 
No, I'm saying yes. I guess I am kind of say, saying no, that. but it was a miracle. But, no, I he, would say okay, but but he did sacrifice himself by. He didn't know he was going to live after that. Mm-hmm. He, as far as he was concerned, he was he, he was sacrificing. Himself I just for I think these emails are cool because a lot of times we'll get these where people say you know how the host predicted what was going to happen, didn't even realize that they were doing it. And I remember there was an email not too long ago with Matt uh, predicting where the uh, the Deathly Hallows split was going to be, and he nailed it exactly right. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, you... I am sort of brilliant. So. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, the, um, you know, yeah, it was fun to do all that speculating back then, and it is fun to hear it now in hindsight. I, I think this may have been a discussion where we may have been talking about, like, is Harry going to die? Because that was something we did talk about a lot. Yeah, we you did. You know, would he die in book seven? Yeah. And that may have where... I, I kind of thought Harry would die, because, I mean, you know, that would have been the ultimate ending to the story. I didn't think he would, because he's called the boy who lived, right? I mean, it just would suck if he lived for a little while and then died. True. All right, Eric, final email. Final email's from Phil, age 23. Uh, he says, hey, guys, love the show. Second favorite podcast ever. Sorry. I know you guys are always keen to hear some of the weird and wonderful places your fans listen to MuggleCast, so I thought I would let you know I was listening very recently. Crammed into the back of a four-engine Royal New Zealand Air Force C-130 Hercules transport plane, screaming through the air, barely 50 meters above the Afghanistan desert, twisting and turning between the hills on a tactical flight into my deployment. Keep pumping out the hilarity, or it'll be a very long winter. Phil. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's thank you, Phil. Pretty awesome. Oh, and you—I'd classify that as a weird place to listen to MuggleCast, but I would just say that's downright awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. He's not supposed to say where he was from, but he was circling above the Afghanistan desert. Yeah. Well, he's not supposed to in say in the back of a four-engine oh, Royal Air New Zealand Air Force C-130 Hercules transport plane. Yeah, yeah. And and future reference to our listeners, you don't have to apologize for us being your second favorite podcast ever. You do, however, just have to tell us what your favorite podcast is, so we can go and stop them. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what his favorite podcast is right? now. Probably a podcast that does it every week. It's probably Smart a Mouse. podcast. <laughs> yeah, Smart Mouse. It probably is a podcast about C-130 Hercules transport planes. Let's be honest here. Could be. That's where I just passed. Googled it. It looks like a cool plane. Oh, really? I'm going to Google it. Anyway, well, thanks, Phil, and stay safe out there as as you fight the good fight. Um, don't forget about the MuggleCast website. MuggleCast.com is where you'll find everything you need about this show. At the top, you can find an episodes link. And from there, you can get every episode. You can even go back and listen to episode 71 and scroll to 2716 and hear me make a prediction that made Joe quiver. Uh, on the MuggleCast site, you can also find links to our iTunes, our Twitter, which is twitter.com slash MuggleCast, our Facebook, facebook.com slash MuggleCast, and our fan Tumblr, which is MuggleCast.tumblr.com. And also on the MuggleCast website, you can click on contact at the top. And from there, you can fill out the feedback form to get in touch with us. And maybe, just maybe, we'll read your email on the next show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. From Hypable.com, I'm Andrew Sims. From MuggleNet.com, I'm Eric Skull. From MSNBC.com, I'm Micah Tannevel. <laughs> from Fox News, I am Matt Britton. We'll see you next time for episode two. You changed that forty. Fast, huh, hmm? You went from liberal to conservative in the span of an Didn't episode. Didn't you get my post? <laughs> <laughs>
We'll see everyone next time for episode 240. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.